making the joke it's gonna be May. <laughs> keeps waking me up <laughs> he'll text it to me he'll send me letters under my door wow. it's like okay i get it <laughs> it's may JT. What do you it's may i'm only like another day or so leave man. me alone calm down he's like the easter bunny from hell <laughs> be like Are, it, i heard they're remaking scream is this what it's going to be Instead of I'm in the house, it's gonna be May. <laughs> oh man, someone's gotta check up on him on the next month when the next month comes around because uh, he might not be okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just cries throughout all of June. It's not May anymore. <laughs> like the last day of June is, but soon it's gonna be May. I would love to do a spoof uh, horror movie trailer now for it's gonna be May. I think we should just cast Justin Timberlake in the next Batman movie as Calendar Man. <laughs> that would be perfect. <laughs> God, there's so many lame villains in his repertoire. I might have that, honestly. I, might be that should be King. the villain in the no, Matt Reeves or the one. Or Condiment King. I don't there's remember. There's Condiment King. Yeah, everybody knows Condiment, Condiment King. Was a Lego yeah. Batman movie, but he was in one episode of the animated series <laughs> in a couple comics because of who the fuck is Condiment King anyhow Justin Timberlake behind the hype hi welcome with Brian Dressel Chewy Darso and Jonathan Hardesty there Hello. we go I got it in there right <laughs> yeah we did the, it <laughs> there was no natural like place to stop in that random nonsense but I enjoyed it, it was mm-hmm. that's the kind of content we provide for you yeah. random nonsense um, <laughs> yeah it's great uh, so we did a we did a whole month of Justin Timberlake movies and we found uh, we found out some stuff about him I would say uh, some strengths some weaknesses um, but I'll say throughout all of them it was always a good time I had fun yeah. with these I would say his strength is his smile oh he's got a and his, killer smile his weakness is his scowl not a great scowler no he's nope. yeah no oh, you're right JT I can't take you seriously. Yeah. He gets oh, grumpy oh, and it's like, oh, mad. oh, look at Mr. Grumpy Pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's been fun. And I I, uh, I look forward to the end of this episode where we kind of do our little wrap up because it was a good time. Um, but this week we were talking Friends with Benefits, uh, the rom-com that Chewie saw in theaters. Uh, I don't remember why or who I was with. It's just so not your style, but... I mean, hell, this was when I was in Chicago. It could have been a free screening. I went to a lot of those back then. Um, but yeah. But yeah. I mean, I saw these type of movies when I was in Chicago because I would just get free screenings all the time. And I had all the spare time because I was in college and I had nothing better to do. I had no responsibilities. We went to a few of them, like me and my roommates, but we, we just didn't have the patience that you did. Like, you'd be fine just going to the theater and hanging out waiting for it to start. Where We'd be like, it's boring. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, okay, so I need to get there two hours early. I'll just bring a book. It'll be great. Yeah, no, we, we didn't like that part. Yeah. But, anywho, um, before we go into Friends with Benefits, we can do a very quick uh, where have they been doing, because uh, mine was going to replace 
this movie today, but but it I don't it just didn't work out, and I'm kind of bummed about it. But I watched Trolls. I know in the beginning of the month, Chewie watched Trolls, and I was uh, working at the time. But this time, I got to watch it, and uh, I, I might be the biggest fan of it uh, in the household. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty uh, fun, isn't it? Corrin <laughs> <laughs> uh, enjoyed it for the most part. He kind of leaves about halfway through, he and does. he'll be like playing with his trucks and his bus, and he's having a great time. <laughs> and then he'll come back in towards the end, and I'm just sitting there engrossed the whole way through. I'm like, oh, I really like this. And Corrin yeah, up no, the room, fun, and I'm just it? yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm just like, this is a good time. Like the the story is good, the the acting is good. JT is great in it. Uh, Andy Kendrick is great in it. Like It's just a, a well-made movie. It is. And I'm just kind of like, huh? Who'd have thought? Yeah. And it's got a pretty good song, the, the, the Put Your Hair Up thing. Oh, yeah. Hair up. Yeah, I love it. It's great. <laughs> and then the gorilla song and the whole yeah no the the whole experience was very very entertaining and i i love the hell out of it and I, I feel a little embarrassed saying that but i was quite a trolls fan and then i'm like well fuck it then for the next week we'll just skip friends with benefits and we'll do trolls world tour that way we can all see something new and it can be topical and then i realize that it's 20 bucks to rent and not 20 bucks to own and I understand why people are doing it. I'm not judging you if you've rented it. Of course, I just would rather pay 20 bucks to own it. And I'm just going to wait till I can do that. And I think that's like the end of next month. So who knows? We might throw it back on a calendar just to watch it. But Trolls World Tour. Yeah. It'll happen. There's enough actors and things in there that you'll be able to rope it in at some point. At some point, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I would do an entire month just for Rachel Bloom, even though she hasn't been in that many movies. But it'd be fun. Yeah. It would be a fun month. Um but John, did you have anything with Justin Timberlake from this uh, for this week? Uh, yes, but not nearly as fun and not nearly <laughs> as good. Um, I watched Wonder Wheel on Amazon. Oh, how I was, was that? Uh, what's that? How was that? Oh uh, well, there's a lot of problems. But the the one thing in there that's not a problem is Kate Winslet, who just proves that she's an amazing actress through and through, uh, despite the material. Um, but Justin Timberlake is in this prominently. Even though, like, he kind of ruins the, like, he doesn't feel right for the setting. Because the setting is, like, 50s at the pier. Uh, and he just feels modern throughout the whole thing. And hmm. for three quarters of the movie, he is the narrator. And he talks to the camera. And it's kind of weird. And then the rest of the thing just plays out like this melodramatic play that you might have learned in high school with like where this wife this older wife feels unhappy in her marriage with a schlubby husband and they bicker back and forth and then people come in and upend their lives and there's a death and you know it's just like this feels like something that would have been a, in a play and it was kind of staged and shot that way too for better or worse but this, this is yeah. Woody Allen right yeah. Yeah. So Woody Allen usually has the Woody Allen part still in the movie somewhere, played by another actor. Was it supposed to be Justin Timberlake being the Woody Allen character? Maybe, but it was hard to tell in this one. Uh, although okay. there were a lot of dialogue things that kind of, whether he meant to or not, um, kind of out him a little bit. And the father character, his the the story starts off with this father's estranged daughter from a previous marriage coming to hide from mobsters and he dotes over her and and the wife gets jealous of that attention and there's some complicated familial things there 
and you can kind of tell that his presence is a part of the movie. Um, hmm. Even if there isn't a stand-in character necessarily. Interesting. Um, and I think maybe it was Justin Timberlake, his character, but because of his very modern feel and the fact that he's using Woody Allen dialogue, I don't know, it was a weird mix. And not one that I was really enjoying all that much. Except, oh, that's kind of a bummer. Except, like, the uh, cinematographer w- cinematography was great. The lighting was really interesting, even if half of it wasn't, like, motivated. Um, but it, just, it, was, it was beautiful to look at. Everyone was so just shot so gorgeously. And even the grotesque lighting to signify drama was all done really sharp. It was very sharp and very interesting. Hmm. But the movie didn't live up to the rest of that. And JT was fun to look at, but he had a big scowl moment in the end of this movie, and it just did not work. <laughs> <laughs> it works then. Mr. Grumpy Pants showed up. He can smile, but his scowl is so like, aww. Yeah, he just he ends up saying, like, how dare you to Kate Winslet's, Kate Winslet's character. And, like, first of all, you don't talk to Kate Winslet that way. Second of all, it's so cute that you're trying to scowl. <laughs> you saying how dare you to her. She's just going to bend you over her knee and spank you. Oh, man, she acted the hell out of the movie, though. Like, she was, uh, she put in her work for it. So, if anything, like, I would watch it for her. Hmm. It's usually Kate Winslet, though. Yeah, I mean, that's... I don't think think I've ever heard anyone say that she did a bad performance. I don't think she has it in her. No. (laughs) There's the dare. I dare you, Kate Winslet. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Was she in a movie 42 or 52 or whatever that was? No. Was she one of the people in that? She would never be attached to that trash. I thought she was one of them in there. Talk about one of the worst experiences I've ever had watching a movie. <laughs> it's just hard to watch. What would be worse to watch? Movie 43 or the hard to watch starring Tracy Jordan? <laughs> I mean, hard to watch is supposed to be a great movie. Tracy Jordan wins an Academy, not gets up for wins an Academy he, he Award. <laughs> I'm rewatching 30 Rock right now, so it's just on the top of my brain. <laughs> Well, you know what's worse than any of those, though? Uh, the Final Cut. <laughs> I don't want to rewatch Final Cut. How about movie 43 with Kate Winslet? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> oh, she was the date for the stupid chin balls. So, uh, for those of you who couldn't figure out what just happened, <sighs> I dramatically revealed my phone with her photo in a uh, movie 43 still. I'm very proud of that. Anyhow, uh, moving on to a good movie for today, Friends with Benefits. Who knows how much of that last bit stayed in. I really feel like everyone in movie 43 were blackmailed. Like, maybe they had nudes on all those actors or something, and that's how they got them to do those things. I have no idea. It'd be an interesting (laughs) thing to find out. Um, Friends with Benefits. Friends with Benefits. Friends? Uh, Chewie, since you were the one who uh, brought this movie to my attention, because I'd totally forgotten its existence, um, and you were so good to bring it to us, I will let you do a breakdown. All right, so breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. Breakdown. Uh, little JT is running a online magazine something, visual art something something. Um, he catches the attention of headhunter Mila Kunis whose name is Jamie in this movie, and I don't remember what JT's name was, but whatever. Anderson Cooper. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Though I feel like if you dressed him up, J2 could play Anderson Cooper. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> totally lost in the moment now. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, but Anderson Cooper's got a good scalp. <laughs> oh, he does have a good scalp. Never mind, JT, you lost the job. <laughs> okay. Get so, a scalp double. <laughs> so uh, JT travels to New York. He's from LA, and Mila headhunts him to work for JGQ, and he's not sure if he wants the job, so she takes him out and about in New York, and. It makes it seem like he fell in love with New York, but really he fell in love with her. So he takes the job, and he's feeling a little lonely, so he starts hanging out with her. And then they're both like, oh, love sucks. I just want to get boned. Uh, So they decide, first off, he is the one that comes up with the idea right away. He's like, do you want to play tennis? Tennis as in sex. And she's all like, nah. And then he's just like, maybe. And she's like, mmm. And then she pulls out her little Bible on her iPad because he got an app for that. Uh, weird moment. Yeah. Uh, Very weird <laughs> moment. It's a weird moment. So yes. they do an oath on the, the virtual Bible of not messing up their friendship while boning. And then they have a... And they break that oath they and break both oath. go to hell. The they, end. No. <laughs> uh, they have a prolonged uh, sex scene where they go through most of the movements and they just have the most amazing sheet. Like it covers everything, every moment. JT's even able to pull up his head out of the sheet a few times while the still sheet still covers all of Mila's, pri- Mila's private parts. You say the most amazing. I think they'd be the most infuriating. Like the sheets everywhere. Yeah, like at every holy moment. crap! This is the most censoring sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> My life has gone PG thirteen. <laughs> uh, oh then, man! <laughs> and then Mila decides that she wants to start dating again, and then they hint on the will they, won't they become jealous? Uh, and then she breaks up with the guy. JT feels bad, so he invites her to July 4th with his family. Turns out he's got a lot of family issues, and that makes him more human. And then they have another connecting moment. They bone again, and then emotions start bubbling up. But they, they romantically bone. They romantically it, it's bone. It's not just boning. It's and boning then, with hearts. And then JT <laughs> yep. puts up his barriers and... Mila is not about that, goes back to New York, ghosts him. He gets really offended by her ghosting him. And then she gets really angry that he ruins her private place in in New York, like on top of that billboard or sky, whatever. Words. Building? Building. (laughs) Skyscraper. (laughs) Uh, And eventually they tie it back to the beginning of the movie with a flash mob where he confesses all of his emotions to her. And then he says, I just want my friend back because I'm in love with her. And then they kiss, but then you're left to wonder, wait, are they going to date or are they just friends that are in love with each other? We're not really sure what's going on here, but they're happy. Man, they do not stick the landing in this movie at all. Oh. Yeah. Uh, quick pause. Can I got to take the? I cannot reach those bottles. I will get them. I will get them. If you hear those clinking, it's gonna drive you nuts while editing. <laughs> yeah, that. And kick the garbage can. <laughs> those big feet of yours. <laughs> Once Corin's done tripping over your feet, he's gonna trip over his own feet. Yep. That's his problem, though. That's 
the movie. Yeah, uh, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, your your uh, your rundown, as entertaining as it was, d- doesn't quite touch on how just goddamn charming the majority of the movie well, is. Though. Yeah, I was trying to just do a humor spare bones thing. Yeah, like it, it's not like this is no Academy Award bait. Mm. This isn't something you probably want to buy a poster for, but it is a very just kind of charming movie throughout. Yeah. Like two thirds of it. For a rom com, I say it's pretty solid. Yeah, it's not a rom com that doesn't have a stupid moment of a woman giving up her entire life to be with some dude. No, it has plenty of other cliche stupid moments, but it does avoid that one, which yeah. is nice. Uh, yeah, John, I was kind of surprised. Oh, uh, yeah, I was kind of surprised while watching this, uh, at least through the first two thirds, just how like the banter was well done. The scenarios felt honest they worked the movie was charming i was really wrapped up in their in every character's back and forth as every character that talked with each other was like i'm enjoying listening to these people talk to and at each other and have these little quips and nothing felt too cringy i don't know i was based off of just not knowing much about it and just knowing that two movies of this type kind of came out at the same time yeah. i kind of had some low expectations going in and uh yeah, I was. I spent. I spent the most of the movie, kind of disarmed by how much I was enjoying it. Yeah, like the the two of their Mila and JT's chemistry is just kind of off the charts throughout the They're entire really movie. They're really good with each other. Yeah, like better than anyone I've seen him in a movie with this month. And he's had a lot of very. He's a very charismatic guy. I've been talking about it this entire month. So he has chemistry kind of with everyone. This is the first time where I've seen it like that like electric where they can play off each other back and forth as fast as these two do. Like you yeah. actually bought that they're friends like instantly. Yeah. Their chemistry I think was a lot better than uh, him and uh, I forgot her name in, in time. Amanda. Does anyone remember how to pronounce her last name from last week? Sign Fred. No. Cypher. 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 <laughs> which, which brings me to one of the lines I really enjoyed in this movie. It's like, hey, let me show you around New York. Whatever, I've seen Seinfeld. <laughs> Honestly, my favorite bit there was like the, what are you doing? Well, I'm waiting for the light to change. Oh, you LA people are so cute. <laughs> hey, shut up. <laughs> which I related to that when we were in Chicago. And I'm like, who ever waits for the light? Yep. And now I live in L.A., and now I always wait for the light. I can't help it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's Instinct. quite the change. <laughs> and it's just, like, oh. hardwired. Like, I have to be in Chicago for, like, days until I can start comfortably walking like I used to. Yeah. It's weird. Jaywalking left and Oof. right. Um, the cops aren't going to get me here. Yeah. But back to kind of what we were saying. I, I agree with what John was saying. Like, I was kind of disarmed by this movie. Like, I, I had very low expectations. I'm not really a... Um, a big fan of their genre in general. I've had a lot of, a lot of people have pointed out the good rom coms to me, so I've seen them and I've enjoyed them. But if it's not like the top tier stuff, it's not really for me. So I had kind of zero interest in watching this movie. <laughs> it's just not in my wheelhouse. And just like John, I'm sitting there going, "Man, I love watching these two just hang out. Like they're just fun to watch hang out." And then it's of course a- it's fun to watch them bang, and the way they bang is hysterical. <laughs> Oh, no, no, do this. Oh, oh, my do this. my girlfriends just, have said I'm good at this. Yeah. All, every girl I've dated, they all lied. <laughs> <laughs> and you can just, they show nothing, but like you can hear how bad he is. And it's just, 
it's just funny <laughs> throughout. Like like all the sex scenes are funny. The oh. the parts where like the actual just jokes are funny. Everything just kind of clicked, and I just didn't really expect it. Especially because I hadn't heard really beyond Chewy just saying that's not bad. It's enjoyable. I hadn't heard anyone talk about it. Like I thought, if it was this good, I would have heard someone. And granted, yeah, the ending sucks like I, I don't like really any of no. it um the ending just really reminds me about how fun flash mobs were for a little bit and then how they got ruined by things like this <laughs> yeah <laughs> well but and yeah. some of that too is that when they set when when they set up the flash mob you kind of already know like oh well that's going to have to play into the ending so everything yeah. else has been so kind of disarming and a little bit on the unpredictable side despite playing in the cliches you're like well i don't know how they're going to approach this next having something so like predictable just turn out the way you would expect but less in, like less interestingly i don't know just the beginning was so disarming and strong that having it just end kind of like a blah, 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 is kind of like when jt was going down on her and he was like how about how about like okay well just stop that a b c d what are you doing I, I had the subtitles on for that and it was hilarious that was so good um but yeah, like the the flash mob thing at the end, it's just it, that was cheesy, fine, and it's cheesy that he's doing a whole flash mob to saying, "Hey, let's stop being mad at each other." Like, okay, I get it, but it just kind of had the, the whole scene just annoyed me because it felt like studios versus directors, and I, I could be totally yeah. wrong, I could be totally making this up, but it felt like that whole like you have to have a happy ending where they end up together because that's the type of fucking movie we're making, says the studio. And the director is like, no, the whole point is that you can be friends with benefits and then still have a life together. You don't need to end up together. Look, they're going to be friends. And they just kind of ended at, no, they're together. No, they're just friends. And it's like, look, they're together. They don't, but they say they're just friends. And it's like, but what Yeah. The, who and, won? And just, well, according yeah. to this... Grumble, grumble, grumble. Uh, there were... These are one. Oh, they just have repeat. Okay, I thought at first that there was like five people that wrote this movie. But I'd be like, oh boy. <laughs> they have people that do a story that also did screenplays. So this place Harley Payton, Will Gluck, the director, David A. Newman, and Keith Merriman. All listed as story and screenplay. That's a lot of people. For, a lot of people. For so a pretty I could, simple story. So I could, <laughs> I could almost confidently say there was repeated rewrites on this ending yeah and who knows I, yeah. I could be wrong maybe maybe this is what the director always envisioned was this sort of wishy-washy like yeah you know they just kind of forgave each other and then just kind of continued with their sort of will this work or won't it work life yeah. there is yeah. that and, possibility and, i guess yeah, and then in the middle of the movie like they kind of shift as they go to meet his parents or his family and just how kind of poignant and serious that gets and how like i don't know i wasn't expecting that to also be so well done, so kind of messy, and the way families can be messy, it, it provided some nuance that, like, the ending just kind of erases that. Because, like, the whole thing with the Alzheimer's was very, very serious. Like, it was It was heavy. done well. It was done it was very done well. so well. And In, like, a way that was, really like, heavy me. and emotional, but wasn't, like, over-the-top or, like, oscar Beatty. Like, not to yeah. sound rude, but, like, it wasn't, like, look at this guy's horrible struggle. It just kind of felt honest, like... This is kind of what people go through. Yeah, and it, and and it felt rough. like the the big moment there was him in the airport wearing, like, taking his pants off and sitting at the table with his father for such a moment that's so kind of powerful 
dealing with that topic to then go to the flash mob solves everything and we're dating now. It felt like a weird shift, especially for a movie that was slowly kind of leaving the romantic comedy space. Yeah, and it also kind of had that weird moment um, with his brother in the water where they're going over how much of the family misses him and they keep talking about how much he misses L.A. And it's like, oh, so he's going to quit his job and move back to L.A. No? I think there was a possibility with him being offered the other job with, we assume, Amazon. Yeah. Because they sell Amazon. <laughs> yeah, but it's like... I guess, but it just kind of felt like a weird thing to throw out there and then to completely ignore to go back to the flash mob. Like, yeah. they had some really interesting story bits, like with the father of the Alzheimer's, you have the whole family thing. You had what he seemed to have was a pretty good life, and then they just kind of drop it. Well, because Mila's his soulmate and her home's in New York. So, I mean, usually in these movies, one person gives up more than the other. Yeah. It's very rare in a rom-com for it to be equal, get and give. Usually it's the woman giving up a bunch of stuff. The guy will have, like, a trophy that he doesn't get or a match that he loses or something silly. I mean, this guy just keeps his amazing job where he makes a whole shit ton of money. And, and gets had a, wonderful... a fully furnished yeah. apartment to jump into. <laughs> yeah. Right? I saw that and I was like, well, dang. Yeah, he's having a real rough life. Yeah, living in <laughs> New York. But he's yeah, giving up go being with, with his dad, who he loved the most out of any of his family members. It's a weird thing to throw in there. Yeah. There's some weird, heavy story moments yeah, that, like, had the movie stuck a different landing, it, it would have really elevated the movie. Like, yeah. really elevated it. So it's kind of a bummer it didn't really work out. But Yeah, and it's just, yeah, I think the movie that they were starting to go with before they went to a different landing was the one I was still on board with, uh, especially because that could have then like in imagination land caused them to realize they can't be together because they have their own obligations and their obligations matter. And they could find out that they work. They can still be good friends. This didn't yeah. ruin their friendship, you know, like that sort of thing, but they find their own other, you know, still. And they realize that that one connection they had was, perfect moment in time or something yeah. you know some something in imagination land just of just that's how it could have gone based off of where that second act was really taking us to yeah it just kind of just a bit of a bummer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but everything before that eh, ending was enjoyable very enjoyable like that's why i don't like i don't feel like i got robbed at the end no. like, i didn't really like the ending but it wasn't one of those like i'm a very big proponent for a bad ending can ruin a good movie it wasn't that bad of an ending it was just kind of like a oh i guess that's the end it's like how eddie Izzard enjoys ending his stand-up comedy specials which he's talked about he likes to end on sort of a huh moment and that's what this movie did it didn't yeah. end like a ragingly bad moment it just kind of huh I do like that during the movie, uh, you get the thing that his that Mila's mom, who that's not good casting. That woman does not look like Mila's mom at all. No, uh, she's a great actress. She's a great I'm kind actress. Of okay with it. Uh, Patricia Clarkson. Yeah, Patricia Clarkson, wonderful actress. Does not look like she could have spawned Mila Kunis. Either way, uh, that at one point in the movie. Uh, JT says that his that her mom got a hold of his phone and put her phone number in his phone as MILF, which is funny. Uh, and then 
he uses her mom to get Mila to go to Grand Central uh, for this whole flash mob thing. Which means, at some point, he had to call that MILF and then have a conversation with her. No, I'm not going to sleep with you. Because the way they establish her mother would be like, you know, she might still hit on him, even though he belongs to his her daughter, whatever. I would have enjoyed that, that phone conversation. Yeah. We didn't get to see it, but I like imagining it. Oh, yeah, him trying to, like, explain the situation, but her interrupting every few moments of just, like, so when are we going to do it? You know, I'm still down. <laughs> it's it's kind of like my unsung hero of the entire fucking movie, Woody Harrelson. Oh, How he man. just kind of casually asks him if he's still, is he, uh, is he still straight? Yeah, every, yeah, this movie is everyone's trying to bone JT, oh, my, except just, for Sean White. Yeah, except for Sean White, who really does not want to bone JT. Or but, maybe he really does, maybe, yeah. and that's why he gets so mad yeah, at he him. Just, he doesn't know See, what that that's feeling the read. is. <laughs> that's the read, is he doesn't understand his feelings about JT, so it makes him very aggressive. <laughs> um, but my God, I love Woody Harrelson in this movie. Like it's for, We didn't really talk anything about him yet, right? I, I, no, no, we haven't. Okay, yeah. So Woody Harrelson is a is a uh, he's the sports writer who is a gay man, but he plays the gay man like a sports writer in a very stereotypical like journalist movie where the sports guy would be like, "What's up, babe?" and just is like very much a womanizer kind of chauvinist prick. <laughs> and Woody Harrelson plays that, but as a gay man, and it's just not the way I've ever seen this character played. And I found it very entertaining. I hope it's not one of these like wildly offensive things that like me enjoying it. People are like you need to wa- you need to know why that's wrong. I guess if I am, let right. me know. But I thought it was funny. I thought it was really great. I loved how he was just sort of like you're you're not gay, right? Nope. Okay, you know, just check. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because like in in some of these movies, there's always that friend, the friend of the guy usually, and I'm always hit or miss on those friends. Like if they're not just balls to the wall hilarious or just quippy. It kind of becomes an, like I'm like okay, or if they're trying too hard, I get really like I want your scene to be done so we can get to the important part of the movie. Whereas here, like I was kind of on board with that energy. He was very unpredictable doing that sportsman like the sports room, like posture and the yeah. way he carried himself, and then like saying like oh yeah, I guess we can bring more women into this photo shoot. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> This is this is hilarious. This is. Can we just go, girl, guy, 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 girl, girl? <laughs> <laughs> well, look at you, you little Christ figure, you. <laughs> I also just love that. So, what do you think? Too gay? It's too gay. All right, we'll get some girls. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I just love that. I just love the first night he asked him out. He's like, we're gonna go out and get some cock. Oh, you're not gay? Oh, well, more pipe for me then. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> It was kind of a blink and you miss it moment too, because I didn't catch that. Yeah, I didn't catch he was vibing that way at first. I was like, wait, hold on, what? I had to like pump the brakes. Like, oh, you're asking, you're asking JT. Everyone wants to get with JT. Wow, but wow, okay, yeah, I, this is great. <laughs> Just the timing and the awkwardness of JT and all that. It was so funny throughout. And it's just. I mean, we always know, but not it. fake though. Not, but not like fake or too caricaturistic. I don't know. It didn't feel like. That's why I, I'm. I mean, if we're wrong and it is offensive, you know, that's unfortunate, but it didn't feel like it was making fun of him as a character or using a, a stereotype. He, no, it just it felt like he was using a very, like, normal stereotype that people aren't proud of and kind of, like, spinning it in a way, and I thought that was pretty clever. Um, I forgot what I was going to say about Woody Harrelson. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was just kind of a, a fun reminder of how 
goddamn funny he can be. Like, because the last thing I think I watched with him in it was uh, Three Ball Birds out of Ebbing, Missouri, where he is he's not very funny. No. Oh no, he's, he is. He, he's rather pants serious. Are so serious. He, he has a, he has a few lines that make you chuckle because it's Woody Harrelson, but he's not really the uh, not the comedic relief. Yeah, and if you try to do the math on how old his wife is versus how old their children are, which I think we did on the and episode, and I was just like, oh, gross. <laughs> Oh, gross. I'm pretty sure we did on the episode. Woody Harrelson, no. And that was all of our responses. And then I think one of us tried to defend it. It's like, well, it's a small town. And there's like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. I might have cut all that out. I don't remember. <laughs> um, it's in the B-sides. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of like this reminder of like, oh, yeah, most of us got to know Woody Harrelson as a comedic actor. Like, because he's just fucking funny. And like, you get that in Zombieland, but Zombieland is... Uh, I don't know. It's fine. Like I, I like Zombieland. I don't mean to take anything away from people on that. It's just not my favorite. This is the sort of comedy that I like. Of just like, fuck, he can just make anything funny. Mm-hmm. Cool dude. I just like to think that Woody Harrelson never has to audition for anything. No, I think you know when you want Woody yeah. Harrelson. Because <laughs> just looking at his performance in this, in the billboards, in 2012, and like anything, it's just like... I feel like Woody Harrelson just does whatever he wants. I mean, fuck, Hunger Games. Yeah. That yeah. major character Hunger in the Hunger Games, Games movies. <laughs> the Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah. And he he's just so good. I don't know. I feel like I could I could write something with him in mind and be able to visualize him completely. Yeah. Versus some other actors where it's like, yeah, no, this would be a Woody Harrelson type. Like, you, you almost have to write as a, him as a type. Like, because he's got this thing that... I don't know. It's really good and yeah. infinitely watchable. Yeah. Like, I always remember when I was a kid, my mom always loved Woody Harrelson. I never quite understood it. And as I've gotten older and just seen how his career went, I'm like, ah, my mom was a smart woman. Yeah. She called that one. Um, is there anything that we've missed in Friends with Benefits that we need to talk about? We talked a little bit of how the writing's... It took a lot of writers to do it, but it's very good and it's funny. Um, JT was great. Mila was great. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk favorite parts. Favorite parts? It's a flash mob, right, for everybody? Yeah. <laughs> Both of them. They're so great. <laughs> flash mobs really got ruined for me. They were cool once. Yeah. Uh, maybe it'll be like OK Go videos. Well, they're cool once, then you're like, OK, we get it, OK Go. And then they came back around like, no, these guys are just still fucking awesome. <laughs> maybe it'll be we flash get mobs. it. You're brilliant. Keep going. More and more. <laughs> Please don't this stop. Kind of we really like enjoy it. Uh, we are so into this. This does not actually get old. Uh, oh boy, favorite. It shouldn't be that hard. Like the whole movie is very entertaining. Yeah, I don't. It's hard to choose exact favorite part. Well, for it being a romantic comedy, one of the favorite moments of mine isn't really a funny one. It's just how they handle. Uh, I think JT just returned home, and brought. Mila Kunis's character with him and they encounter her father his father for the first time and she's not cued into what's going on just yet and you can see the pain on JT's face and I don't know it hit me unexpectedly hmm. and I was like that's kind of when I thought this movie might be going in a different direction for the end and like oh we're we're kind of shifting into something a little bit more deep and poignant and I don't know. I just liked how honest that scene was. It's a solid one. 
I will go probably a little bit on the funny side because I, I like the, the funny things. Uh, I think I already mentioned it earlier. The part that made me laugh the hardest and like actually got a, like a legit knee-jerk response from me was when she made fun of LA people for stopping at <laughs> crosswalks. It's such an easy joke. And throughout the movie, there's quite a few digs at us LA people. And I'm like, okay, we get it. The person from New York wrote this movie. Or at least they got final say in all the jokes. We got it. <laughs> uh, but all of them were pretty fucking spot on and funny. So the first one, of course, being, oh, you LA people are so cute. <laughs> I do like the part when they uh, trespass and get on the Hollywood sign. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they have the repeating joke of, it's a real landmark. That's another one of those L.A. jokes. <laughs> as the helicopter's flying away, people are spot on the Hollywood sign, a real landmark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, they put you in the metallic blanket. <laughs> oh, God. The reveal of just the height sphere and having to be airlifted out of there. Just... <laughs> And that, that moment, though, doesn't live up, though. It's like, you're afraid of heights? What are you talking about? The first night you met her, she took you on top of a skyscraper, and you were cool with it. Yeah, that doesn't work at all. Yeah. No, no. Well. In, in context, it doesn't work nearly as well, but in the it's moment. Still, it's just, still a funny moment. It's still a funny moment. You know that, what? That joke didn't land for me at all. I'll give him the Jurassic Park wall. It'll be fine. <laughs> Blaringly obvious, willing to forgive it. <laughs> Uh, okay. Ready for some double features? You cannot say no strings attached. Um, <laughs> forbid it! Um, unless you want to say it, you know, in that case, you know, just you do you, man. Um, double features, double features. I got mine. Go for it. Uh, I would watch this movie with The Lake House. Oh, boo. Starring oh, wow. Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. Ooh. Actually, huh. no. Revise. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Revise. I would watch this because I went through a phase where I was watching a lot of rom coms from the 90s. Uh, and some of them landed, and some of them were like, this is a turd. Why anyone never like it? And the one that I was the most surprised at was Forces of Nature. So I oh. totally watched this with Forces of Nature because that was a very much a two people thrown together in a crazy situation movie but they stick the landing like this one doesn't stick the landing it's wonderful throughout uh forces of nature the middle part of that movie kind of lame when they have sex it's kind of well no they don't have sex when they almost have sex it's really kind of stupid but at the end when they do end up as just friends who actually helped each other through stuff it's great like, I love the ending of Forces of Nature. Wow, mine's not going to be nearly as good as that. Um, hmm. 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 God <laughs> damn it. Um, I'm going to go with a movie that's just endlessly charming, like this one. And, uh... Just bear with me. I know you're going to be like, that won't fucking work. But I'm going to say Superman the movie. Um, and I'd okay. watch okay. I'd watch Superman first, and then I'd watch this one. And I'm doing that because of the whole, like, the friendship and the chemistry between Superman and Lois Lane. And it's very 
energetic and you love them together throughout and it's just very charming the whole movie is charming even the stupid end with the turning the world back around to turn back time it's all just kind of charming i think mila kunis's character and a that version of Lo- Lois Lane would actually get along rather well. Absolutely. They, they, I think they would pair well together. Yeah. They don't make the most sense on the surface, but I think if you watch them back to back, they, they would it'd be a good fit. Hmm. Yeah. Man, I'm looking at a list of all the... Uh, romantic comedies or just a bunch of them and I'm realizing there's a whole genre I just <laughs> haven't watched a whole lot of it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I just went against the grain. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to pick a good one. Okay, I'm going to base this off of the chemistry and something Chewie said about uh, Angelina Jolie could have been Mila Kunis's mother. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Okay. And it's just two highly charismatic people in a fun movie that has a good energy to it. And I think both... I think <laughs> just the, the energy of both of them is sustained through both of the movies and the double feature. I think that's good. I like that one. Yeah. It's another time my mother was a smart woman. We went and saw <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and she went, that Jennifer Anderson's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm phrasing that wrong, but that's essentially what she said. Um that's hilarious. <laughs> she called it right away. <laughs> they look too good next to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so that's it. All right. It 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 no longer gonna be May. Oh, <laughs> now it's gonna be June. Yeah, now it's just June. June is busting out all over. Nobody. No. No, no old school. Uh, no old school musical fans out there. What song? Nope. What? June is busting out all over. Nope. Nope. Okay. Uh, anyhow, I wasn't in that show when I was younger. That sounds like fat shaming. It's not. It's about the month of June. It's bursting out. That means everyone needs to go outside. It's warm again. They're going to have a carnival. Um, there might be a carousel at the carnival. Um, doesn't matter. I've never seen it's that. It's June now. Um, <laughs> well, you know, whenever June it's June. Junior later. Sure. <laughs> uh, so that was it. We did our we did our whole month on Justin Timberlake, though. That was our going to be May. And uh, what do we think? How do we do? I like Justin Timberlake. I like him a lot yeah. more now. I'm not expecting to see him in any, like, serious dramatic roles. Uh, maybe he could play something in a Western, maybe, at some point. But, like, a comedic Western. Like... If Justin Timberlake wanted to try to do a Carrie Elwes style role, oh, I could see him doing a great job. Okay, yeah, he could give that a shot. But if he wanted to try to do like a Michael Keaton turn into serious drama, no, I don't really see him doing that. Here's the thing, and this is kind of where I I went throughout the entire month. Uh, we did a pretty good smattering of his type of characters, of like the gangster, the smart guy. The, the leading action hero and then the romantic lead. And it's like we kind of saw a good smattering of all of it. And where I ended up was just because he's in it is not a reason for me to see it. But I will never... I can't judge his performance based on what character he's given. Like, does that make sense? Like if I see like Zac Efron is going to be in the next um, 
I don't know, Martin Scorsese movie, I'd be like, I'm not sure if that's quite in his wheelhouse. I'll give him a shot because I like Zac Efron. I think he's an underrated actor. I'd kind of do the same thing with Justin Timberlake. I'd be curious, but I wouldn't be expecting any, like, DiCaprio-level performance. No, I wouldn't have my expectations there, but I'd still be willing to give him a shot. Yeah. If somebody, if he went through a casting session and somebody went, JT's our guy on this one, I'd be like, he could be. He he kept me guessing enough and he kept me impressed enough that I'm excited to see, like, I'm willing to see him at least attempt any role. He can show up. He will show up. He will do the best he can and hopefully it'll work, but it doesn't always necessarily. Yeah. I feel like I'm being meaner than I, I'm trying to be. Hopefully the good stuff's coming across. Just completely awful and horrible. <laughs> I really like him and I'm willing I hate to give this him a guy. shot. Really like him and I'm willing to give him a shot in any role because when he's good, he's great. Yeah. There, that's the better way to say it. Yeah, I think the thing that was interesting to me in all the movies that we watched was that he had the um, chemistry thing on lock with everyone he was with. And, like, with the exception of maybe in time where there was some struggling there, but I think some of that was plotting and direction and not them having them not having anything to do. He is just watchable. And... I don't know. I found it very interesting to see, as an actor, him work with the with the, with the other people he was acting against, and just what he brought to the table. It was very interesting. It was a very interesting, modern. As I learned from Wonder Wheel, very modern and very energetic uh, thing he brings to the table. Yeah, like his movies aren't are never really dull, and especially when he's in the scenes, there there is kind of an electricity, regardless of the quality of the movie. He just wakes you up in the movie yeah and i'm i'm very much looking forward to a uh, trolls world tour hmm. yeah because he impressed the hell out of me in the first one like, he was yeah. a legit singing good killed actor. my grandma okay that seems i, I love that <laughs> um but throughout the rest he was pretty great like it didn't feel like one of those like uh stunt casting was like look we got the will smith fish like okay we get it <laughs> quick uh, smirk from the side of your face <laughs> yeah like this one felt like oh he just legitimately no. had a character to play no I, I really like his performance in Trolls as well yeah so I'm into it I think he's great I, I had a good time reviewing him and uh thank you JT please stop leaving me letters and leaving me messages it's it's exhausting we'll see you in 2021 <laughs> <laughs> at least I can rest yeah get some time yeah. um so next month be sure to tune in for uh, Taika, and uh, I'm really excited to go through all Taika's movies. The first one up will be, of course, Eagle vs. Shark. And the rest of the month, we'll probably go in chronological order of the movies we haven't reviewed yet on this show, because I think there's only four of them, so we're going to be <laughs> fine. Um, <laughs> uh, but we will start with Eagle vs. Shark next week, uh, and let's move into the rest of the plugs really quick so we can all say goodbye. Uh, ATHpod.com for this show and all of the other ones. Corona Cartoons is back in its new format, which is uh, pretty much whenever I have time to record an episode because it is surprisingly hard to keep to a schedule in quarantine time. But we're doing the best we can um, while trying to stay sane. And that Mm -hmm. last part is the most honest part. Uh, But that's that's everything I have, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, John? Uh, Yeah, we've got Demon Days every week, every Wednesday, and articles on the website and man just athpod.com is a happening place you got stuff hopefully around ish every day 
if not every day. Uh, and then that article that Matt's working on about uh, what was it, Doctor Who or something? Wasn't wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I remember yeah. a Doctor Who article, and he said it was done, yeah. but then I never saw it. So I guess Matt's a liar. Liars. <laughs> God, <laughs> fucking Matt, what a liar! Mm. You know. Mm. You know what? I bet Stargate isn't good. Hey, <laughs> choose something else. There's more than one person. In the, our area, like me, that loves Stargate. God, you know what? I bet Heat is an overrated movie. I've never seen Heat. <laughs> Either of them. just go down the list of all his articles and be like, that's overrated. I'm just trying to remember them all off the top of my head. He's written so much. <laughs> <laughs> well. All that other stuff Matt likes. Lame. <laughs> I would just like to say. Only okay. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. Oh, I see what you did there. We didn't have like any in sync jokes until no. that. Wow. See you later, bozos.